Get an economic report this morning. It says today's April labor data should be grim. NAB ex expects job losses to total 650,000, with unemployment almost doubling to 9% on its way to a forecast peak of about 12% in June. Is that scary to you, bro? Man, you, you actually read that out so enthusiastically, I really missed all the negative points you actually said. <laughs> <laughs> you read that like a weather report. But <laughs> when I do think about it, it is actually raining on the weekend. So there you go. <laughs> Rodeo, yeah. <laughs> Some big numbers, man. It's it's uh it's intimidating. I think we're pretty lucky that we're still in um, jobs. Obviously, feel for people that haven't been um, as lucky. But imagine this whole new group of grads and school leavers coming into the market now. They're not only having to deal with Priya next to him, who's you know getting a ninety-nine UAI. He has to go into the market and deal with someone who got a ninety-nine UAI seven years ago, and you know is competing with him. I don't know if that's going to be. Uh, demoralizing for him or if you know a lot of kids hopefully these days look to adapt and look to new skills and try and think of ways to re-innovate themselves but coming out of school man that's the last thing i thought of yeah. if i don't get a job i don't get a job i'm sitting on the couch watching netflix until i can i think we're talking from experience but like you said just imagine being that person at uni i didn't mm. know what the hell i was doing when i got out of uni i didn't know what a corporate yeah. job was i've never been inside an office before so imagine being in an office and actually having to execute or do something. Um, mm. Well, first of all, even getting into an office at this stage now is going to be the hard, hard task. So. Yeah. Um, but another stat, so this is from Seek. It said job listings in Australia for April were down 65% on April 2019. And the starkest stat out of that is HR and recruitment, bro. It's the industry we're in. Down 69%. The worst hit sector. Um, and I was, took a sneaky peek at, um, I guess, my industry. Um, doesn't look too good for us as well, accountants. 51% we're down from uh, last year. It's all looking downhill from here. So pack up the calculators. <laughs> I think you're the consulting and strategies uh, there as well. But I think that's a different market because if you're. Um, jobless and you're in the consulting and strategy space a lot of companies would probably look internally for the consulting and strategy piece you reckon yeah man um i definitely agree with you on that one like um i was reading somewhere else as well a lot of even times like now because there's a lot of people have reduced all their hours and stuff a lot of those consultants mm. have kind of taken up their second job or gone into entrepreneurial by t uh, being more yeah. part-time consultants um, strategy guys coming through um, so that that's obviously you know, companies will invest the money to try to get out of this, um, obviously. But uh, yeah, your traditional kind of roles are the ones that are at risk right now because not many companies are going to be trying to invest into into especially in the short term, invest in learning and growth. Though, yeah. I was reading another document saying where a lot of companies who actually invested in the R and D or the upskill part were the ones who actually made it through these periods. But that's obviously mm. taking your initial mid-term, long-term views. But a lot of those companies really shouldn't um, look at uh, maintaining this kind of cutback, cutback view throughout the whole time. That L and D mm. piece. So saying be... companies that invest in R and D now. Yeah, this is would, I'll bring yeah. an example too in the background if I can. But like, um, I was trying to think about the name of the company. 
Oh, it'll, it'll come to me. It'll come to me. Well, we're definitely talking through it. We'll get on a different topic. Of, hopefully, probably not different podcasts. I'll come back and answer the question. But um, <clears throat> the companies that it showed, it showed a time graph over which companies actually invested in uh, upskill and R&D development. I think this is more based around the pharmaceutical sector as well versus mm -hmm. the traditional management of your daily business. Um, and it showed that those companies outperformed uh, those companies who took a more damage control view uh, as opposed to took a more opportunistic view. Yeah. But yeah, relating that back to the grads and all these guys right now, like obviously they're more companies are not going to invest. They're going to be investing in, in outcomes right now until they get a clear path in terms of what their direction is. Yeah. A lot of companies um, are encouraged to diversify their offerings as well. Um, so you'll see a lot of companies changing that, changing their mix, which could lead to new new roles coming through as well. Um, mm. But again, talking to the new crowds as well, how, do, how are they going to cope? Because what we talked about before is, you know, talk about traditional accounting and finance guys coming through the market. Your commercial guys aren't going to be hiring many of these or doing grad intakes or the big fours are now limited. So now you're talking about mm. competing with everyone to try to get to some of these big firms which is going to be really hard, um, harder and harder for the, the new guys coming through. So what can they do? You know, yeah. what's, the, what's the best direction? Because when we were that young, we didn't know what the best direction was for us. Um, yeah. And the best advice that I kind of got through was when you talk to people and you get to know what others are doing or just think about what you want to do and try and talk to those people in those relevant areas, you actually get a better idea. Uh, yeah. Better navigation comes through from it. The other thing I was trying to say is the diversi diversifying your business type thing. Uh, you know, the F1 guys who have gone into e-racing now just to yeah. maintain their, maintain their um, customer base. That's interesting. Yeah. That was actually quite funny. I think like the F1 example is good. A lot of um, companies, and this is what individuals and probably grads and stuff should emulate, they're just doing stuff to keep customers engaged. So F1, racing online, esports, the whole of the EPL, like they have a online FIFA comp, they're broadcasting their Zoom yoga sessions, you know. It's basically they're doing everything um, to show the behind-the-scenes stuff, but just to keep supporters, the general public and stuff engaged. And businesses are doing that as well. They're trying to kind of reveal the curtain so people can see stuff behind the scenes to help see what a business operates like. And that's what I think, you know, the whole personal brand piece is not people going out there and saying, look at me, I'm so great. It's more people revealing bits and pieces of themselves so that the general public and, you know, their followers can put together those pieces and really get an idea of what that person is as a human. And so I think personal branding for a kid or a grad coming through, start now, man, and it's powerful because who knows that person coming through, you know, Western Sydney University who does a business degree, finishes, you know, something in uh, commerce, accounting, information systems, whatever it is. But in 10 years' time, ends up being like chief marketing officer for, you know, Fisher and Paykel or something. It would be so amazing seeing that person's personal brand journey from being 21, finishing university, end of a recession, and then seeing that transition through. It's just a great story. Like imagine your kids seeing that, seeing that yeah. journey of you. I don't know we talk about that. In the podcast, I was talking to Ashby the other day, actually, like our kids are going to come in and they're going to hear us being dopey on a podcast. But it's so good because 
you know, you get to build your personal brand to an extent where you're leaving a legacy that people can follow and view. And women, we can see that ourselves. No, definitely, man. definitely. Consider, yeah, consider yourself right now, you're a uni student, right? Mm-hmm. I think, like you said, to the personal branding piece, I think a lot of these guys are already exposed to all that kind of stuff, right? With, with the influencer, influencer world. Yeah. Right? So they've already, they already understand the concept of that personal brand. And it's yeah. now just about not being a viewer. It's about now getting yourself involved to your own capability. It doesn't mean you just go yeah. put on a bloody face filter and do a dance, not like that. You don't get it. You don't yeah. Maybe you do, but I don't know. But it's about just getting involved and it's about um, actually yeah, engaging yourself in discussions online, getting yourself in some of these forums and just trying to absorb it from that lens. It, it's somewhat, mm. like, uh, somewhat like mentoring from a distance um, yeah. until you understand what you really want to be mentored about and until you mm. even find someone who, who's got the time to actually give you that advice and chat. So I think this is that's yeah. the best of views that the new guy should be taking rather than looking at these stats and going, shit, I'm only one of the 650,000 unemployed or what do I yeah. do next? Or do I just be lazy? Do I wait? It's it's actually just going, okay, what do I do with extra time on my hands? But also, mm. like, look at, get on LinkedIn, like, find people on there, talk to them, don't be scared. I think a lot of people are also willing to talk to others and help during their time as well. Yeah. I think that's it. I think, yeah, I totally agree with that piece. And like you said, I think a lot of people are aware about personal branding, but so many people are insecure, man. And I know, you know, coming through university and even early parts of your career, you kind of feel like I don't really have anything valuable to say that people are going to look to. But just being self-aware about that, being self-aware about your journey and where you are in your career and then giving your opinion. Anyway, like I think that's getting yourself out of that piece of insecurity and then being self-aware about where you are just empowers you to put your voice forward. And that's, that's where the whole personal branding journey starts. And your age and what you do doesn't really play an influence. doesn't play a role in that. Like me and you just Hmm. journey around this podcast and going, yeah, I'm not going to be commentating on things that I don't really know about, but hey, I'm going to give my opinion and yeah. I'm going to try to put it out there and, you know, just wave it around with you and what you think as well. And it's just me and you having a chat and there's other people getting involved and listening to as well. And like, got some good feedback, people talking about certain things, people engaging back with us. And it kind of mm. just keeps you going, you know what? Yeah, I'm okay to just kind of talk about what I think about these things. So, like, yeah, we're taking that same step at a, in a different angle. Um, but, I say the advice to the young guys coming through, through uni or even school is just to go, just ask, just say something. Yeah, something yeah. Better. I want to come. I want to come back to that um, mentoring piece you were talking about. Yeah. Um, I see that whole mentoring aspect happen at companies, so it's pretty prevalent in companies where people look to leaders and other individuals that look up to, and you know, you can ask someone to be. A mentor but how does someone coming out of uni do that it's super hard and especially if you're on linkedin or something it feels a bit weird to reach out to someone and be like hey i've been following your profile for 14 days you have great content do you want to mentor me what if you say it like that <laughs> um, <laughs> um yeah I th- uh, yeah that, that's the hard part i think it's but it's also the change from a mentor's perspective now as well. A lot of those mm. people who usually wouldn't have not had any time or is in a, are in a different environment, are in their own workplace and engaging with people in their own workplace, 
yeah. uh, would not have usually been approached by others like this. So now I think is even probably a better time to possibly ask. Like I've had people on LinkedIn, um, you know, talk, just want to connect and just get to know about what's happening in the market or industries and stuff like that. And I've had mm. chats too. It's good that because people are just trying to bounce ideas of each other, bounce information of each other. Um, and I think there's some people who are willing to actually mentor some of the new guys coming through. I, I put my hand up and say I, I wouldn't mind if someone asked me, I'd be like, you know what, I've got a bit of time on my hands and what's a couple of conversations, it, you know, it can make a big difference to someone else um, or mm -hmm. it can make a difference to me. I, I don't know. I think I think there's more willingness in the market um, than before, I think. That's my view on it. Like, yeah. Um, another piece I was reading too as well was about, yeah, companies who did the job buddies programs and all that stuff as well um, mm. they ended up working out a little bit better there's some stats and all that kind of stuff around it too but i think take that away and being stuck in your own company and doing job buddies with someone else but now you've got the ability to explore different views different industries and stuff like that and i think take that approach yeah it doesn't, it doesn't have to be a ceo mentoring mentoring you out of mm. It doesn't have to be that. It could be, hey, if I want to get into Deloitte, if I want to get into KPMG, uh, oh, there could be someone there in KPMG who was just a, who just got a connection two years ago. Just ask a couple of questions, because the yeah. thing is, reality is like, I wouldn't say reality. It does probably happen, but like, how many times would someone come up to that cadet and ask them questions within their own workplace? Yeah. Not really. So, um, you just got to try. That's that's what I've learned throughout. At the time, you just got to ask and try. And I've, I've been just got to have a crack, man. eh? Just got to have a crack, mate. <laughs> I've, like, yeah, and I admit, I haven't been the best at doing it. I don't practice what I preach in that sense all the time. But when mm. I have, I wish I would have done it earlier. Um, yeah. It, it, yeah, it's just just doing it. Um, so I think there's a lot of opportunity like that. Um, like I said, mm. I'm, I'm open to help someone, I'm open to help uh, have a chat to anyone, and I'm sure you are. But, yeah. That's hundred percent of you, the, you of heard the that thing. podcast listeners. <laughs> Neil's ready to mentor you. So if you wanna get in touch, please call zero four three eight. <laughs> <laughs> but look I said to you, like I'm not sitting here going, Yeah, I'm the greatest mentor on the planet or I can do this, but like if yeah, just a small conversation or a small anything just to it, it may not lead to anything, but you know what? It's actually even it's building. Even if it doesn't lead to anything, it builds someone's ability to go up ask someone a question. I can ask someone else. Uh, mm. Yeah, I think you're a pretty good mentor, bro. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, good segue because you were talking about having a crack and you know reaching out to people. So I think that's a good thing to do during this period for um, graduates and kids coming out. Uh, probably good to, I guess. If you're passionate about a field, don't limit yourself to a niche. So an example is if you're passionate about business, don't limit yourself to accounting is my point because there's so many streams. And, you know, like I know you talk about your own journey, how you thought accounting was for you and then you kind of got put into different roles and you realised that there were so many other things that you got more passionate about. So I'd encourage people to kind of dive into their industry but try a lot of different things so one of that one of the examples of that is talking to people um you know engaging with people on linkedin firstly make a linkedin profile i think that's uh, i don't see a lot of um 18 to 20 21 year olds on that so 
get a head start and make a LinkedIn profile, reach out to people in the industry that um, see what they're saying, you know, engage with them in their comments. And if you see someone that you're um, inspired by, reach out to them, be visit, like persistent in reaching out to them as well because I'm sure sooner or later it'll break them down. Um, but the second thing is... The, the 600 million people on there, one's bound to say something. That's right, yeah. But the second thing I think is um, taking risks as well. Like for 18 to 21, 22 year olds, man, this is the best time to try different things, like hone in on some skills, some hobbies. Like you don't know what's going to click, man. I saw, I was, I was listening to um, the CA thing and I saw this girl on there that I used to, so when I was in audit, she used to be on the financial uh, the accounting side of Sydney ports and I was just watching a video and she's like running her own yoga meditation for corporate uh, firms now. And I was like, man, that is so left field, but she's still involved in the whole accounting space. Like she's a lecturer and stuff now, but I'm like, there was obviously a passion for her and she's now running a, you know, business from that passion, but has used a lot of her skills and experience to put into this passion of hers. And I'm like, just imagine someone's got a passion like that, that five, six, 10, 20 years down the track, they can bring that back to life. And that gives them that, you know, motivation to get up out of bed every day. That's huge. And taking care of those, um, taking risks at this time, especially is going to, you know, help build a lot of that. I think, I think we're also speaking from, um, how we saw ourselves at that age too, again, but I think this day and age, now it's not like I'm the other generation now. I think this day and age, kids coming through the, kids coming through the um, university cycle now, I think the next generation, they already have that entrepreneurial mindset. Um, yeah. Though it be in the social media space, whatever it is, but I think they need to harness that a little bit more. Uh, and mm. if there's one thing I could honestly change, I would change in myself, like going back in time, is I should take those risks, take take those opportunities where I go, oh shit, I wish I, I wish I did this, wish I did that. Because yeah, you know what? What's investing a little bit of time to go, uh, you know what? Oh shit, I made a mistake. Let's go back. Versus mm. never never doing it in the first place, never knowing how much time I would have wasted. Like those yeah. kind of things. Like just, I think that if I give myself that advice, coming back to it, just kind of go, just just do it. Like have a crack at some of those, you know, don't use that word, <laughs> but uh, another plug, but I just, yeah, like just going, you know what, I wish I'd take the risk. Don't, don't worry about it. Like that's the things I would have done. I wish I did it earlier. Um, as yeah. I said, once you do it, it's not, you'll never sit there and go, oh, that was dumb. It's just going, you know what? I wish I did it earlier. And I realized yeah. it was dumb earlier on and didn't waste that time or, or shit. Mm. I should learn something that I can apply furthermore. Yeah. Um, Look, put, put yourself... Executing okay. on stuff. Yeah. Look, let's look at where you are today, right? You, you know, you're managing your finance team. But when you got out of uni, what did you think you were going to do? And knowing where you are now today, how mm. would you advise someone else coming through and you know, being in your space? Like, what? Because you went through a different program than I did, right? You went through... You got a job pretty much after school and went through that internship process whereas yeah i just got in got into a company and kind of moved around that way so you kind of took the path yeah. where a lot of the a lot of uni students actually kind of spot and want to go down that path and that's the way they play it out yeah um what was your mindset when you first came out 
and what did you wish you could do different? And also, what did you, well, what did you wish you could have actually at that time? Mm, I think so. I was very by the book. So I did my uni degree, I did my CA, and I was just following my career path, you know, level after level, because I thought that's the only way to succeed. And, you know, I wasn't really Sorry. super passionate. Let, let me. As you continue, you said you're following your career path. How did you know yeah. that was your career path, first of all? Yeah, I, I didn't know. I just knew that every year if I did my work, I'd get promoted. So I knew at some point in time that promotion is going to stop. Um, but I just knew that, you know, three, four, five years, however long I was in there, every year or every year and a bit I was getting promoted. I was like, this is it. I'm just going to keep doing this. And, you know, I didn't really challenge myself and, I kick myself now thinking about that because I'm not going to blame the people around me, but I was obviously just comfortable in that life. But what I regret not doing is like there's so many things I'm doing now just on the side. I'm like, man, I wish I did this back then when I had all this time in my hands because that would have really firstly built me, built my career up to an extent where, you know, I can pivot off different things. But the second thing is I'd just be in a, I would have been in a more content place earlier in my career. Whereas I felt like 18 to 24, like not saying I wasn't happy, but I hated waking up on a Monday morning to go to work. Um, and I don't think I've had that feeling in probably, you know, six to, yeah, probably six years since I joined Hudson. Well done, Hudson. Uh, coincidence. Um, we get together. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. But I think, you know, hating, hating waking up and going to work shouldn't make someone rethink about what they're doing and having that feeling then just made me think you know that's what work is that's corporate culture you know look forward to friday drinks and then you wake up on a monday morning and hate life until friday again and i don't think that's how it should be i think you should be engaged with learning and you're um, constantly being challenged and that's what i wish i had earlier and i wish someone slapped me and told me that um maybe if i met you earlier bro you would have slapped me and told me that but (laughs) having having that and having the <laughs> Having been in the age to take risks, like I wish I did a lot of that. Like we, we probably would have started a podcast at eighteen, bro. Yeah, imagine what we're doing now. I probably would have taken out a <laughs> podcast shut down. <laughs> Having a crack again, volume three. <laughs> um, how, how would you have done it differently? Because you've done things pretty aggressively, anyway. Yeah. What would you, what, would you have gone uh, uh, to the CEO and asked for his job? <laughs> no, it's not like a movie, mate. You know, go interview. <laughs> it doesn't work that way. Um, it's. I think we touched on this before. I touched on it in the first episode we did right, about the first, but mm. speed day version of it all. Like, I, honestly, right now, I think back the amount of stuff I've learned now. I like I said, I wish the time pressure. I wish I didn't take the time pressure as seriously because um, there is no yeah. time. It's just it's it's experience. Mm. Experience speaks volumes, and just the stuff you learn in that time. Or if I did everything else, we're willing to take the risk. It didn't really impact anything on my time pressure where I am now. So, um, I, mm. spirit of like I said, go back and just do it. Like, have a crack. Just ask the questions. Take the risks. And um, I think there's a lot more resources coming through these yeah. days now to be able to navigate themselves better. Um, I, I wish I had. Yeah. Oh, I'm 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 happy. I'm actually quite happy in terms of the path I got into 
terms of work. Um, there's things that are done a little bit yeah. different during the interim of it, like do things here and there. Um, but I think mm. I was lucky enough to get rejected by all all my applications in um, in those cadet shapes and big four programs. <laughs> I remember what one I remember one of them for Deloitte. Um, I got a rejection email. I think it was the it was the first of April as well. I got it, but I just thought I'd be funny and write back. Uh -huh, thanks for your response. Uh, I hope this is a joke. It's April Fool. Kind of, re kind of realized real quick when I ever got a response back. I'm going, yeah, Shay, probably not ready for the corporate world right now. <laughs> and I'm glad, and I'm glad I didn't because I don't think that that environment suits me. Um, so I got yeah. lucky in the sense that nobody hired me from that aspect. Um, but I think there's a lot of people who coming through now is to kind of go, well, you know what, that's not the end all and be all. And you know what, your degree doesn't mean you have to do this job. Mm. Uh, it's, it's, you learn the concepts, you learn what you enjoy and then just apply it where you can and differentiate yourself and just keep doing it. I think a lot of employers like the increasing, the increasing demand for those soft skills and those skills to influence and skills to navigate certain things are going to be increasing over time. And the more you demonstrate that, yeah. and it, the more you demonstrate that, the better chances you'll have because there'll be new jobs coming through in the future. And even so, approaching yeah. people, even whether it be LinkedIn or whether it be people you know within your networks, family or friends and asking certain questions, just puts yourself on their map as well to go, you know what, this person's actually interested in having a chat about something. I know someone who uh, can help this person too. Oh, you know what, oh, I, I know this person is hiring a job. Happy to do some work for them or work experience, whatever it is. Yeah, it just opens it up because if you never mm -hmm. ask the question, never talk to anyone, it won't. And oh. those things I wish I actually did a bit earlier on. Um, whereas I assumed, like you, this is the path and this is what you do. It's just having that person or having someone to talk to. This is my thoughts and ideas. Yeah. Like, even if you take it one step, one step back from school, you start people start picking the subjects from your ten to go. This is what I want to do. This is what my interests are. Oh, seriously, yes. yeah. I was doing legal studies. I'd be the worst lawyer. All right, I hate I hate I hate reading <laughs> into the detail. I scan things. I pick out what's important. Like, yeah, I do go through contracts and stuff like that too, time to time. But until you got to learn it more and more, you go, yeah, okay, I'll just mm. do that. Like I said, I went from engineering, wanted to be a civil engineer, to uh, yeah, something in law, to this, and I got where I got to. Um, but I, yeah. I, I had some good people along the way. Um, not, I'm talking more around um, wish I did things earlier when I was say between 18 and 21 but I think in the middle of my working tenure so far I've had some really good people to learn off um, really diverse views of people and just to kind of go and that's what I've learned to embrace and take and apply that into my own and that itself is an element of mentoring yes I didn't mm. ask for it but I was always there I was yeah. always curious to know what other people are doing uh, and how they think. Um, and that just, yeah, that helped me kind of better myself and how I apply it to my work. I, it helped me network better within, within my stakeholders, get to know them better. Um, you know, the trust went both ways. Yeah. So I, I, was, I was very lucky with the people that I worked around um, to be able to get that level of engagement mm -hmm. back to me in a reciprocal way. Um, and that, that's, yeah. that's the mentoring that I found most useful, um, that engaged mentoring, hands-on mentoring. Um, yeah, like that's, I got there obviously after, after the fact, but it's the, 
the challenge now arises for new people coming through the current day, current market. Yeah. Where it's at. Nice, man. So um, we've been going through some of the things to help grads in school leavers. One of them was, you know, getting out of our own securities, becoming more self-aware and just getting your voice and your opinion out there, you know, practice early, getting your opinion out there, get a LinkedIn profile, obviously. Um, reach out for uh, a mentor, either someone you know that's in a field that you're aspiring to enter into or, you know, LinkedIn or however. Be persistent with that. Take risks. Best age to take risks. Best, I think, decade or couple of decades you have ahead of you to take risks. Um, and also build skills and hone into some of the hobbies that you have because you never know when that might become a passion. And, you know, like you mentioned, um, develop a curiosity mindset. We did reach out to some people um, within our workplace and on LinkedIn um, and got some of their thoughts. One thing I thought was pretty cool, um, uh, one of the guys from work, Tim Smith, he said that um, when he was working on a grad program um, with Flight Center, I think it was, he said that one of the uh, pieces of work experience um, Flight Center was looking for was grads with experience either at Coles, your Maccas, and your similar hospitality service-based industries because you're taught um, and, yeah, you're taught customer service skills and you're really given that experience there to help um, your job either wherever else you go, either in Flight Center or such a good trait to have, just being able to, you know, deal with customers but also listen to them. Mm -hmm. I thought that was pretty cool and it helped me resonate because just that previous day I was listening to a – I was on this online virtual finance summit from like the UK and they had a survey up and there were, the question was, what is the most valuable um, skill when you're hiring? And the options were, you know, technical skills, culture fit, customer service or other. And surprisingly, a lot of people selected customer service mm. because we're past the day and age of technical skills because that can be taught. Um, culture fit is, you know, a bit objective sometimes because sometimes culture fit is exact uh, hiring the same person as yourself which defeats the purpose but i thought customer service was pretty huge because you're hiring people that have that stakeholder management there is they can communicate easily and they've just got those soft skills that are so important at work which i think a lot of people even you know people our age older than us don't have which is so great to build in those formative young adolescent years what do you reckon? I think 100%. I think it's the customer service and like those in those companies talking about like the McDonald's or the Coles and all that stuff too. That's the infancy mm. of stakeholder management. Like I said, um, when I was Lickland, learning, understanding my customers, their behaviors, what they want, and being able to actually just do things like fast pace and tailor to them made a big difference in terms mm. of the relationship building. You literally translate yeah. your, your liquor store uh, you know, old Bob down the road, him getting a take case yeah. to his extra dry, to your marketing department, their requirements and what they need, understanding that particular person and knowing how they want their data delivered and information delivered and articulated. It's, yeah, those things, yeah. they build the basic infancy traits of that stakeholder management piece, which is so valuable to companies and will be valuable to companies, like I said, with the soft skills mm. being a lot more important than the future industries. Um, coming up so yeah it's it's very cool yeah it shows the importance of you know when i was um younger 
I used to be like, I don't want to work at Woolies and stuff. And a lot of my mates who I used to talk to, they're like, yeah, I'm working at Woolies, but there's a job just to get me by until I enter a career. But there's so many important skills that you do learn in basically any job that you do. Um, so, you know, valuing whatever you're doing, if, even if it's a hobby or whatever it is, there's skills that you're teaching yourself or that are being taught to you that are going to be, you know, invaluable in future careers. Um, you reached out to some people as well, Neil. Do you want to, um, were there any useful bits of wisdom of skills and stuff that were on your LinkedIn or yeah, on your I conversations? Think, I think I've, I've spoken about this before and I keep saying it and I'm a big believer. My number one thing that I think, curiosity. And it's interesting where you're seeing even actually some papers come through about people look for those uh, curious mindsets and people have been talking about now. It's like, yeah, curiosity is a good thing too. And I go, you know what? Like a couple of years ago, someone who was curious and thinking about what other people are doing and what how they think and all this stuff or someone who did someone go, they're not even doing their job. Come back and do your job. Stop being, you know, stop wandering around. Mm-hmm. A couple of years back, that was not the that was not the trait or the skill people wanted. That was someone, oh, he's distracted. Yeah. That person is this. Now it's actually seen as a valuable skill because you go and learn and come back and apply. So <laughs> that's I laugh at it too sometimes. I go, it's it's that trait that people didn't want to have, but it's now a very become a very important and um, valuable. I wouldn't yeah. call it skill. I think I think it's just a just a basic nature, and really applying it and just being able to be free and creative with that uh, with that with that aspect. That, that's yeah. one of the things I'm seeing right now. People talking about. Um, but overall, in general sense, it's it's the it's the soft skills, and that's the, that's the trend, and that's the theme that's going to be floating around for the next the next period, and that's what's yeah. going to find. That's what's defined, going to define a lot of our roles, a lot of the way we work, and a lot of the way we apply the strategies and how we engage yeah. with our business. Um, yeah, and and even even though the times are hard right now for those new grads coming through from the traditional sense, but Keep in mind, like I said, like some of these guys, some of these this generation are coming through with the entrepreneurial mindset. They're coming through with an engagement mindset through social media and stuff. It's about harnessing it. Mm. And those people who can apply all the balance stuff, just ask someone a question, one will answer. But, yeah. It's funny because we talk about mindset. I feel like the difference between, um, I guess, someone that succeeds and doesn't succeed is executing on that mindset because mm-hmm. I feel like the whole entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial kind of insight, too many views, um, or, you know, creative mindset. A lot of people are like, you know, I'm creative, you know, I think entrepreneurially, um, I think out of the box, but it's like, all right, you do that, but what do you do with that? It's how do you execute on that mindset? There's no point having brilliant ideas, like got to do something with it. you got to execute with it. And that's what I think the difference is. And that's something I learned, you know, not early in my career. Like I used to have brilliant ideas, but I just park them and not do anything about it. And I'd be like, I could do this job so much better. Yeah, man. And, you know, you don't want to be the opinion. You don't want to be the guy with the opinions there thinking they've got the great ideas, but you're not doing anything with it. Like do something with it. Even if you've got a stupid idea, do it. Yeah. Curiosity is is not just... It's not a soul trait. You don't don't be just curious and walk around and stand behind people. <laughs> I'm not endorsing. I'm not endorsing that when I go. You know what? Curiosity is a great trait. I'm not sitting here going, 
I'm going to hire you just to be a you know a receptionist. You end up walking around <laughs> the back the backyard. <laughs> Nothing like that. <laughs> what what I'm saying, yeah, application is also comes hand in hand too, right? Like yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, yeah. I, I, and I I've, I've been like that too, right? So, sometimes I go, yeah, shit, I'm yeah, creative mindset. Be comp, you know, be all these things, do all this stuff, and I go, I make three fucking yeah. left turns, and I go, you know what? If I just walk, <laughs> if I just walk backwards, I'd be in the same place. But like, <laughs> that's applying correctly because that's yeah, that's that's how you got to do it. It's it's actually balanced. It's the balanced approach, and I think that's where that mentoring and guidance becomes really important. Whether it be hmm. you initiated and it got someone and help you, or whether it be being around the right people in your business who are willing to guide you, give you advice, because, you know, like I said, if I made two left turns, someone would have to go, oh, wait, you know what, I think you're going the wrong way. Whatever it is, but mm. that's the important part, and I think that's the, that's the thing a lot of the, you guys should be thinking about going into it. Yeah. What's, what skills do I need? What are, what's really important? What are my strengths? But also understanding how best to apply it and sometimes doing it Based on yourselves, with a lot of overconfidence, is not the right way. Um, hmm. Yeah, it's good to good to talk and good to go read, join join forums, join platforms, um, read some papers. A lot a lot of papers now a lot more engaging as well. So, yeah, and if you're still lost and you need a mentor, Neil's over here. <laughs> yeah, that's a wrap. That kind of wraps up, I think, this week's podcast. But um, I think it was good to talk about what what the future holds and all the new guys coming through and all focusing around new grads coming through the business world and everything, but also the key advice I would say that we've talked about is just get yourself out there and not be afraid to ask anyone a question. I think now's the right time. If you want to do it, now's the right time. Absolutely. Couldn't have said it better. Catch you next week, guys.